five breakfast catch up. All right, Palesa. Mm-hmm. As somebody standing in for Tabo Baloy, you have a very important job. Okay. Do you know what this job is? What I'm about to say. Do tell. Molly, you might have to help, because you know what that that thing that Tabo does. Before there's a big guest in studio, he tells the guest what they're supposed to do. Mm, but, but I'm sure Palesa knows that. Holly, why are you frowning? What's wrong with you? Because I'm looking at Madly. I think she knows. Okay, Palesa, it is your job. <laughs> I don't think you two listen to Tabo when you're no, in No, I do. <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> Palesa, it's your job to tell the guest what we get all of our favorite guests to do before they come on air. Over to you. Do I know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't you listen to our show? You're madly, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say pick your nose and eat it. and eat the. Mm, oh, my so. word. You are absolutely right. Oh, look at you. Oh, well done. No, that's not true. We played oh. the biggest intro. All right, 5 and take it away. He is one of the brightest lights in stand-up comedy across South Africa. A finalist in every major comedy competition you can think of. A wave maker, a roast battler, and a general funny man, and the only stand-up comedian he claims from Reicha Park. Please give it up, make some noise for Eric <laughs> My man, lovely to see you. Wow, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was bright and early. Commuted from Boxburg. Left home three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, brother! I am genuinely amazed by the commitment. Goodness, Sat wow! An hour and a bit of traffic. Yo, just to be here. I love the station, guys. You won't believe me. Did I, Did I, you I listen to the, the to us on the way? Uh, unfortunately, my car's radio was stolen a couple of <laughs> oh, a couple of years ago, <laughs> and I haven't had the time to replace it because I have these headphones, and then I listen to music. But this morning, I was in taxi driver mode, so okay, I just had to get you. You can't listen to things and be the transporter at the same time. No, that's it true. Doesn't work. Okay, so for the people unfamiliar with or having been blessed by Eric Janssen's comedy, I want to give you a little bit of a taste. I love this joke. The thing is, I've been robbed so many times, I know the patterns already. I know when guys are going to rob you and what they are going to do. Uh-huh. So the first guy that normally robs you is the guy that robs you by magic. Or as I like to call it, he steals your stuff and helps you look for it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> the second way they rob you is by question. The question is always the dangerous one because there's always a precursor. There's always a guy that comes and asks a question before the actual question. So he'll walk up to you, see you in, dispa- in like a panic state and he'll look at you and he'll be like, excuse my bro, are you alright? Quiet man. Tell me, I just want to know randomly, do you know how to defend yourself in a bad situation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't? Nah, don't worry about it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> then the actual guy arrives. This is the guy that's going to ask you a question no, in teamwork. relation to what he wants from you. Yes. I remember I was standing at the shop the one day and this guy walked up to me, looked at me and he was like, yo, bruh, your shoes must look lekker comfortable, man. <laughs> is that a size 10? It was a size 8 and a half that day and that day only. Guys, you get robbed. Sometimes they can't get what they want directly, so they have to take an off-ramp. <laughs> I remember I was leaving. I was leaving Rechel Park one day, and uh, some guy came up to me. He's like, hey, bro, I'm in a bit of a hurry, man. What's the time? I'm like, yes. no, man, it's half past. He goes, no, man, look on your phone. Can I tell you how oh many friends of mine have been robbed by the what's the time? Classic move. 
classic classic then your phone goes missing Eric Janssen for people who are across the country national radio station obviously don't aren't familiar with your work tell us about your come up in stand up you've been doing it for a while and at the top level as I said roast battles tons of different competitions that you've been in amazing yeah this is my 10th year in comedy but I'd like to believe it's my 8th because 2 years of comedy went missing during COVID yeah facts but uh, yeah 10 years in the game roast battles competitions nominated for two uh, Savannah Comics Choice Awards and uh, yeah man I've done pretty much everything I've performed everywhere from a tavern to somebody's backyard to (laughs) a funeral look that one is weird but we don't talk about that one but uh, yeah, really, no, I've just been the, the real glamour bookings. <laughs> Look, I mean, comedy. I mean, funerals, backyards. I mean, the, there was more than one death that day. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really do a stand up? No, I'm joking. Oh, I didn't, I didn't wow. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> the after tears entertainment. Oh, hilarious. Like, it's too okay. soon. You can't make jokes about it. Okay, I tried though. I did try. And how did you get into comedy in the first place? Were you just funny in school and people said enough times you're funny? Yeah, funny enough in school and emceed a bunch of school events. People were like, yo, this guy's got the thing because there was always some that would happen somebody's nose would bleed there'd be a delay in the program <laughs> and I always had a joke you magazine was my favorite the chuckle section Man, oh, I memorized I all of that stuff. oh you came with set pieces yeah yeah but what's your comedy about now in general now everything okay. life happenings I have I have I have a new segment I'm busy with at the moment hopefully I do a one-man show next year thoughts while washing dishes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of those is man. that similar to, th- to shower thoughts is it a similar energy it's similar but less less water touches my body so yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. So, Eric Janssen, what is comedy stand like in South Africa post COVID? Has it changed? Are the, are the crowds different? I've been seeing all these reports across the world about crowds are ruder and more self centered and louder and more chirpy for all kinds of entertainment post COVID. These people have audiences? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's nice. No, I'm joking. Uh, go, yeah, look, uh, COVID has dealt us quite a blow, but uh, the audiences, as much as they are sensitive, once you get them on your side, it's like the family they yeah, just skip hey. the friend role entirely and they become family amazing they go with you with whatever you have to say even if it is a cancelable opinion <laughs> uh, you just have to make sure there's no camera in your face yeah, like this otherwise it hey, yo, then we go crazy yeah it's but problems. no it's 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 definitely something to come back to and uh yeah, man, you've got to you've got to be able to change with the times. Hundred percent. And why are South Africans so happy about laughing about trauma? Like, what what's happening here? Because you guys, I feel like, are the emotional leaders. You are the cheap psychologists for the nation. Yes. Where like we come to the to, to the stand-ups to to laugh and feel relief and lighter about the awful things. Yeah. Look, I mean, we 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 are like a very traumatic. Uh, post-traumatic it's not even post it's just traumatic yes all the yes. time something's always happening yeah and as South Africans it is a coping mechanism number one and number two it's something that unifies us I mean I we you. just come together over a joke yeah. you can be in the most serious situation as soon as somebody just cracks a, a joke we all we all at ease again totally it's that thing you know the thing of like how the, I mean the base of psychology is tell someone about your problems you feel better the burden is lightened but if you get together as a community and realize you have common experience yes. through laughter that's yeah. amazing okay we we'll traffic quickly and then the main reason why you're here is for pants on fire okay. want to hear oh have we done it mm-hmm. don't you want to do it again no. <laughs> Do we not have budget? No, you yeah. can't afford me. You guys, can't afford me to guys, do it. Guys, I left again. Boxburg for this, please. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing live the whole way here. Come on. I mean, telling the truth. Uh, I don't lie, I'm a truthful man. Oh, well, we're about to find out. So, Pants on Fire, you know how it works. But let's play the jingle anyway. Fine, no traffic. Pants on Fire. Liar, liar. Pants on Fire. Celebrity, truth or liar. 
Fridays on Five Breakfast. All right, Eric Janssen is here. Now he's going to tell us a fantastical story from his life that will hopefully blow our minds a bit. But the truth is that it might not be the truth. It might be a lie. It might be pants on fire. And Holly Zondo is the arch inquisitor sitting next to you, Eric. So she's the main one you need to handle. And no matter what you say, she is going to say you are lying. You could say I was born and she'd be like, really? So you just need to... <laughs> was it a C-section? That's an eviction. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you are not born. You were released. <laughs> Forced removals, I guess. Okay, so wow. Eric Janssen is here. Tell us a story from your life. And then we, we as a team and the listeners will try to figure out whether you're telling the truth or a lie. Okay, cool. So uh, my story goes as follows. Uh, I was working a really crazy job. You know, COVID happened. We weren't, we weren't like allowed to perform because most of our gigs happened at restaurants and pubs and stuff. And I had to make a living, still had debit orders. They didn't care. They were like, give the money. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I was working a job and it was shift work. And one morning I had to go in like four hours earlier than usual. Okay. I was sleeping. I went to bed at nine. I was supposed to sign in at 6 a.m. And uh, my supervisor called me at 3 a.m. Okay. He's like, yo, man, I need you to clock in. So I was like, yes, I'm super excited. Obviously not. And at 3 a.m.? Yeah, 3 a.m. What was this job? Were we allowed to know? I was work- no, I was working at the airport. I was working at the airport. What were you doing at the airport? Uh, I was working in a warehouse. Yeah. W- w- doing what? How Everything. many planes are there in the Everything. warehouse? No, not, no, no. I was putting the stuff on the plane. Oh, baggage oh. handling. Yeah. Okay, okay, no, okay. no, no, not baggage. The cargo side. So oh, I see. Side, right? Okay. So he phones me and he says, the job from the previous night wasn't done completely. You have to go in and make sure that everything is finalized. Then the weights and stuff is sent to the flight okay meaning the plane that's taking the cargo overseas so i get to work and it's a bit of a mess but i managed to fix it up it takes me like two three hours wow six o'clock they take all the cargo to the plane it gets loaded on the plane happy days wow Uh i get back to the warehouse now i have to start my shift which is like after seven in the morning wow so i start doing my stuff and i'm feeling a little bit hungry i mean i've been awake since three here uh and I say to the guy that operates the forklift, because my forklift license is about three months old. He's about 30 years old. He knows his business. <laughs> okay. He knows his business. Okay. I say to him, yo, man, you faster than this, uh, faster than me on this. So yeah. jump on the forklift, help me with the work. You'll get this thing done a lot quicker. Yeah. So as he's speeding up and he's going through the processes, I see that he's getting it done nice and quickly, but I don't want to leave him alone before yeah. I go have breakfast. So I okay. say to him, let's finish up this last bit. Then I'm going to go eat. Is that cool? He's like, nah, it's cool. So I'm walking alongside him with the forklift and we picks up the last box and I say to him, please just reverse in a straight line so I can write down the information I need on the cargo. Mm. But you know that freak moment where you lose concentration okay. and it's like a universal concentration loss? What happened? I blinked. Yeah. Okay. And then he hit me with a forklift. <gasps> What? Yeah. He hit you with the forklift. Yeah. So instead of just reversing straight, he reversed and turned and the stuff on the forklift like swung, <gasps> caught me and pinned me against like a shelving. Oh my goodness. And then he jumps off the forklift Wait, and he comes on. in and is like, like, are you okay? Like and I'm like, crates. Hey. Uh, it wasn't huge. It was like one pallet on the forklift. Only Sorry. one pallet for an international flight. But it was the last bit of cargo. It was just supposed to go on top wow. before we were. Yeah. Wait, but hold so on. Why didn't me. he just stay in the forklift and so remove the thing? But from that's you. what I'm saying. So he jumps off. He runs to me. He's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I would be if this thing was not on my leg." But how does he remove it safely? Because in in unpinning, there might be more problems. Jumps back on the forklift, reverses, and as he reverses, I like pull my leg out because I'm like, "I'm in a hurry. I just want to get wow. this thing out of there." I look down. Boom! Pants on fire. I just see. Like, my old pants has been ripped. <gasps> now my first thought is, yeah, they're definitely going to ask me if they can use this in a training video. So. <laughs> <laughs>
whether I can walk or not, whether it hit my knee. I don't know. I Did don't you get know. injured? Was it bad? Hobble into the office. Couple hours later, I'm in the hospital. Scans. There's a hemorrhaging in my thigh <gasps> muscle about two centimeters deep, one centimeter wide. What? And I couldn't walk properly for... I think it was two months. Okay. Yeah. Did you get did you get fatality insurance? Not fatality, you lived. Made it sound like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> what? Get injury insurance. What? Fatality insurance. Can you imagine? <laughs> fatality. <laughs> did you get Forklift any kind wins. of uh, compensation? It's not so, your fault. No, no, no. I went, I went to the hospital. So luckily they, they paid the bill at the hospital. Just the bill. Yeah, yeah. They didn't yeah, even yeah. pay. Yeah, look, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to still get into all the legalities, but <sighs> they were like, the, the people from where you work for are going to come here okay. and, and prove that it was your fault, even though. Okay, Eric Janssen, what stresses me out about this story (laughs) is that there was so much detail that if you are lying, like, we need to remove you from the building (laughs) by, like, security. Holly? Yeah. Do you think this is the truth? So when did you eventually have breakfast? (laughs) Yeah. I was hooked on the breakfast, but that's where I thought Um, it was going. Wow. If I remember correctly... Mm. Hobbled into the office, took the pants, because I was wearing shorts under my, my uniform. Mm. Took that pants off because it was torn completely. Okay. Uh, and while I was waiting for our first aid to come with an ice pack and stuff and wrap my leg, yeah, I yeah. had my breakfast. I so think he's telling like the truth. It, this is all coming. It was you, at you about still this ate. time on the 3rd of October. You still ate in, in that ate. pain. I was laughing. <laughs> Listen, as I'm, a comedian. I'm injury prone. Like, that is pretty funny. I lost my appendix the year before that. Also oh my exactly the same day, exactly. Oh, the same I thought day. you were gonna say the same. No, 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 Telling the truth. Let me know what on the, the WhatsApp line. Do you think he's telling the truth? Uh, yeah, okay. No, it say. happened to someone else, not him. I think he's so. I don't think it's true. Yeah, but listen, if he was driving the forklift, he never would have admitted this on the radio. So, because <laughs> he said it was three months old. What the My forklift? forklift license? The license. Oh yes, mm. of course. Yeah, yeah, so he probably did it to someone else. Oh. Or someone else. You would oh. never say that on the radio. Pants on fire. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. Celebrity. All right, Eric Janssen is one of South Africa's funniest stand-ups, but he came into studio for Pants on Fire and claimed, he claimed that he picked up temp work working at the airport during COVID and he was in like the cargo loading division. And then one morning, uh, somebody else operating a forklift was like backing up and swinging around a pallet of, you know, stuff to load and pinned Eric to a wall and he had to go to hospital and he had what internal hemorrhage. Yeah, it was a thigh muscle hemorrhage. And you couldn't walk for ages and all terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, just a quick reminder. I think it's true. Holly, did you think it's true or not? It's definitely not true. Oh I I think it happened to someone else, okay. or because the license was only three months. His drivers, or, or yeah, his the forklift, the forklift license. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Madly thinks it's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's, true. it's true. Okay. Well, let's go to the WhatsApp line. Here's Marco. He's definitely lying. <laughs> <laughs> this did not happen because I feel if it was true, he would have tried to make you believe there's patches in your story this story is too well thought out Ach, Marco maybe he's not ah. that smart you don't know <laughs> I'm you, sitting right here you man. don't know Eric <laughs> I know that story is not true if it's true it didn't happen to him thanks bye 
Yo, Yandisa didn't even have to give a reason. Yeah, it's just cool. like, thanks, bye. I'm done. <laughs> lie, lie. Morning, guys. I think that it is a truth. I'm a health this and safety professional. You're a safety and professional. And I've been involved in a couple of incidents, investigations where forklifts have injured people. So it is definitely plausible. Yeah, but is it true? Eric Gans, it's time for you to reveal whether or not you're telling the truth or a lie. If you were lying, I'm very concerned because your pants are on fire and there's no sprinkler systems happening in the SABC. There's some health and safety issues. Were you or not taken out by a forklift while working a temp job during COVID? <sighs> while working my job at the airport as a cargo controller, as the position stated, on the 3rd of October, 2022, mm. I was in fact hit by a forklift. <gasps> Hey. <laughs> I'm so <Yes>. sorry. <laughs> and the worst part is he didn't even keep his job. No, the funny part, let's let's actually rewind that. Okay. So I had put in notice <laughs> oh, 20 days take. before that. Oh, you were oh. done. So I was like on my last 10 days and then this happened. Oh, you might. And they will give a Do you think the universe was trying to tell you something, or do you think they just really were looking forward to you leaving? That was deliberate. Oh, it was no. like yeah. deliberate. I, I also think so. No, yeah. it wasn't. No, no, no. So no, but hold honestly, on. Okay, just okay. quickly. Yeah. Just quickly. Yeah. By deliberate, do you mean that they were angry with him for quitting, or they were like, yeah. well, if he's quitting, <laughs> get, like he's, we he's might so well. bad at his job, we can just get rid of him seven <laughs> days early? You know what I mean? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. Uh, it was just. It was one of those things that happens where you you communicating with somebody and there's a miscommunication, and yeah, unfortunately, the guy just didn't. He didn't think I was as close to him as I was. Eric, and I've miscommunicated yeah. with people before, and I, not once was I pinned to a wall by a forklift. Yeah, look, I mean, your miscommunication and my miscommunication—completely <laughs> different miscommunications. That is crazy. You're so, does the forklift driver still come around to your house to, to make nice? Does no, I, I, I think he just got sent on training again, how to reverse <laughs> correctly. So, yeah, I think I think his life is fine. Look, I have not been back oh. to the airport. I'm scared of planes now too. So, I'm really, just, no, I'm joking. Okay. I'm, I'm just but what is the the RAF equivalent? The RAF accident fund equivalent. Yeah, um, a forklift, the FAF. The oh, the <laughs> oh no! The, the, road, the road accident equivalent is you know when the gushesh is doing the, the the burnouts, yeah, and you get too close, yeah, and the tail clips you. Yes. that's the equivalent. Oh, so so no compensation. Nothing. So you no, didn't get no. any money. They just pick you up and they're like, "Are you okay? Can yeah. you walk? Oh, if you can't walk. Ah, let's put you in the back of the bus." If anything, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> too close. Yes, to you're too close. Why are you so close? Eric Johnson, thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> what an absolute pleasure. Go check him out everywhere. All of the stand up. And you, got, as you said, you got a new special coming. Uh, yeah. Well, next year. I'm yeah, still, you're I'm cooking. Still it. working on it. It's the it's dishes fine. are still being washed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thoughts yeah. are still being thought out. Okay. Yes. Please go support this man because Lord knows he mustn't work at the airport again. <laughs> Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Breakfast by going to 5FM's Catch-Up page on the 5FM app or 5 city.